Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to episode 147 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode. I am excited for this week's episode. This is a new topic here for the Boonie Breakdown. Um, we have not broached the subject of polyamory um, at all, at all, and I was excited, you know, if I do not know uh, the topic at hand, I'm going out to find the expert. So our guest, our expert this week is none other than Kenya Stevens, who is a relationship expert, love coach, and best-selling author. She's a wife and a mother of three. Now, she's also has two husbands, many boyfriends, lovers, and a sugar daddy. Yes, she goes into all of this in our conversation later into the episode. Uh, Kenya and her husband are the owners of the Progressive Love Academy, and it is a worldwide love coaching conglomerate where they hope to teach others to uh, teach other people interested in these types of lifestyles. Okay. And so she's been featured, her and her husband have been featured everywhere. They've been in Ebony magazine on the Monique show, Michael Bazin, Fox news, Dr. Phil. This was really a dope conversation. And I was so happy to have Kenya on as a guest because especially when we're exploring um, non-traditional lifestyles, you know, ones that most people do not live day to day. Sometimes those people can have, you know, get defensive. But Kenya was not defensive at all. And I loved that she answered almost every question that I asked of her. Um, And I think it's dope. So stick around for this conversation with Kenya. All right. Now, we're going to hop into my pick of the week. Pick of the week this week. Drum roll, please. No. Uh, It's J Lux Scents and Company. Now, I discovered this brand at a local black-owned shop here in Baltimore, uh, Shop Pandora's Box Boutique. Um, They're on Instagram. I do believe they do shipping online. Uh, But J Lux Scent, they they do ship. They have their um, own website. They have the most amazing room sprays. Now, you know, sometimes you get a room spray and you spray it and 20 minutes later, you don't even smell it anymore. Yeah, not this brand. I'm telling you, I have a few of their sprays. My favorite, 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 especially for the bedroom, is called Bay. It's a very heavy, like musk, a very sensual scent. Love it. Also, one that I love, Akuna Matata. That's very clean, crisp, uh, boss girl. Love them. I'm telling you, you can spray them and come back hours later and you will still smell the smell in your room. They're bomb, black woman owned. Check them out. I'll put a link in the show notes um, since they're my pick of the week this week. All right. Housekeeping. First things first. Uh, feedback from episode 146. Damn the pleasure gap with our guest, uh, Sex with Ashley. You guys really loved it. Um I got so much feedback and commentary about <laughs> our conversation on anal orgasms, uh, especially from our heterosexual women who listen to the podcast. So many comments about the fear, but after listening, Booning, I might give it a try. I might give it a try. <laughs> That's all I ask is that you approach these things with an open mind and an open heart. So thank you. And for all of you guys who are going to try some, um, uh, some uh, escapades for some anal orgasms. Just remember, when you think you've used enough lube, nope, use more. All right. 
<laughs> Next thing. This is so responsible. It's probably responsible for this. Um, I need you guys to do your census. If you have not done the census yet, do it. If you can go online, they mailed you something to your house. I think we're at the point now, if you haven't answered it yet, people are probably knocking on your door to get you to take it. This is how they distribute federal funds probably for the next 10 years, the next decade. So if you have not done the census, please, please, please be sure to do so. It takes two seconds. Like I did mine as soon as they mailed it out. It took me less than 10 minutes and I was done. So, and you help out your community so much, so much by doing those. Okay. Also, you guys are bomb. You know, last season in season seven, we were doing the crusade, the campaign to get me a hundred five-star reviews over on the Apple podcast app. You guys more than delivered, but I don't want us to stop there. Keep on going. You know, hit those five stars if you love what you hear here on the Boonie Breakdown podcast. I'm going to read one of the reviews. Uh, This was Callie Poo. She says, best podcast ever, five stars. This is by far my favorite podcast. No matter the subject, Boonie's mix of Responsible and Ratchet is perfect. Whether it's fun banter with her girls, Brian, the one we love to hate, or her BFF, KG, I always learn something new and find myself going down a rabbit hole once the episode is over. Do yourself a favor and join Team Ratcheteer. I promise you won't be disappointed. So thank you, Callie Poo, for this amazing five-star review. If you would like to leave a five-star review, you and you listen on any Apple device, you can do it over an Apple podcast. You will, even if you're subscribed, you will need to search the Boonie Breakdown, select the podcast, scroll down, hit those five stars. That's it. If you want to type some words, you can do that too, but you don't have to after you hit the five stars. So thank you much. And if you are new here, welcome. You can also find us on social media. All right. We are on Facebook and Instagram at the Boonie Breakdown. We're over on Twitter, just at Boonie Breakdown. All right. We're on Pinterest too. You can find us there at the Boonie Breakdown. And when you're sharing this episode, you can take a screenshot, put it in your Insta story. You can tweet out that you listened to it. You can tag us on Facebook, but be sure to use the hashtag the Boonie Breakdown and the hashtag pod N P O D I N. You know, when you tag us, I retweet, I reshare. I love it when you guys do that because it helps me grow and your opinion matters way more than me boasting about my own show. So thank you for sharing me with your networks. All right. So that is it for me, guys. I'm telling you, this episode might be one of my favorites up there. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So let's get ready to break it down. All right. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie and I'm excited for this episode. I have with me Kenya Stevens of the Progressive Love Academy. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Adrian. You know, this one is exciting because I had two of my listeners send me a post that went viral on Facebook where you proclaim that you have two husbands and a sugar daddy. And I knew right then, like, they're absolutely correct. You have to be on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here I am. Let's talk about it. I mean, this is an exciting life for me. I Look, I can't wait. So first, before we get all up in your business, um, (laughs) first, can you just tell people exactly what it is to be polyamorous and what is polyamory? Sure, absolutely. First of all, uh, as you said, my name is Kenya K. Stevens. I am a polyamorous love coach. 
So I take couples who are have been married 10 years or more, and I support them from moving to monogamy to polyamory. I myself have been married for 25 years, and my husband and I switched to polyamory 13 years ago. So we help couples do the same. Um, polyamory means you can have many loves, many okay. loves. That means that many relationships. It's not swinging in that we can have lots of sex partners. I don't even have lots of sex partners, but I have lots of relationships and loves and lovers. So that's the difference between people confused with uh, polygamy. It, yeah. yeah. So I think that is the difference there for people. Well, so, polyg- polygyny means that I can, one man can have many wives, yes. but those wives are monogamous to him. Yes. So we don't practice that here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Because I think that's what made it so interesting for me. I'm not polyamorous, um, but every time I see these things on social media, it's always a man with multiple female partners. I've never seen it where it's specifically a Black woman who has multiple Black (laughs) male partners. Uh So that was what was intriguing to me. It was like, yes, this is a sister that's what we focus here on the podcast. Black women is my target audience. So, so you just mentioned that 13 years into your marriage, you and your husband decided, let's try this out. So how did, what was the, 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 the piece for you guys to say, this was the solution for us. And this is the new lifestyle that we wanted to take on. Absolutely. Well, both myself and my husband are very loyal. So we had never cheated on each other. However, we're very spiritual. So we didn't necessarily believe in the confines of Western behaviors and, Mm. oh, thou shalt not. We don't have all of that. We wrote our own wedding vows and we vowed to be together forever. So when we both started having feelings for other people, we just came to each other and talked about it. Mm. Now, it was a hard talk because I felt like he was saying he should be able to date the woman that he was becoming attracted to. But when I had been attracted to another man, very early in the relationship, they told me to table it. I couldn't do it. So Uh we had a hard talk and it was a talk that took two years. But after those two years, we had come up with the foundation to say, we're going to go ahead and try this. Both of us should be free and we want our commitment. So we went ahead and tried it. I think what I hear there too is like in, mon- <laughs> in monogamy, um, there sometimes is this, you know, perception of deceit. And I, I do think it is natural for people to be attracted to other people, even if you're committed to one person, right? But where it goes wrong in monogamy is <laughs> there is this level of deception and lies, and I'm going to creep out and fulfill those needs without bringing my partner in. And so, I love that you said, you know, it it was a hard conversation and it was a lengthy conversation. It wasn't just like, oh, I want to do this. And in two weeks you were doing it. Yeah. We couldn't do it that way because it was too much to sort out emotionally to just run out. That's just like cheating. And it's just what you mentioned about monogamous culture. It's almost as if you have to run out and cheat because that conversation is off limits. But for us, the conversation was inbounds. Um, we really enjoyed two years of thinking about how to do it before we did it. And we decided that we could both have other full-fledged relationships and that we would always want to meet one another's partners. And we want the partners to know us and know our family and know our children and become a part of our family, not just some side piece. So you guys (laughs) laid out kind of like your rules of engagement in order for this to work. 
Yes, protocols and principles. We don't believe in rules. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Everybody gonna break the rules. I remember I had a rule where you can't sleep with anybody in our wedding bed, in our marriage bed. And then a year later, I thought, how foolish is that? He's They're sleeping with my marital partner. So what's the difference? <laughs> well, they can't do it in this bed, you know? It's like, okay. So yeah, we came up with a lot of protocols and principles. Yes. So you have, so how do you label them? Like, does one spouse have a higher priority than your others? Is there a hierarchy? Are all of the people you're connected with or having relationships with, do they all have the same title? Or is it like, I have two husbands, I have two boyfriends, these are just lovers. Like how, how does that work for you? Well, for us, we have, um, I have lots of different partners. I don't just have my sugar daddy and my two husbands. I have a lot of partners. Okay. So each person has a different relationship to me. And so, yes, they would all have different titles. I only really call two of them my husband because they live here and they protect this house and this family and they help me raise these kids. But the rest of them I call like boyfriends. Okay. So they're your boyfriends. Mm-hmm. How, um, now you said kids, I didn't put a pin in that. We're going to come because <laughs> I, I just think it's so, and I'm going to say this for me, it's like, almost a level of deprogramming because it's like, you're always taught, like you grow up and you meet this one person and you settle down and that's your end all be all. And this is how it's going to be. And so to hear and you, you look beautiful, you look happy, you're glowing. Like you really have found a situation that is not the norm for most people romantically. And it sounds like you work. So it's working for you. So you have your two husbands, they, you all live together. Yes. How are the children? Are, do you have children with both husbands or were there? No, no, no. I, I had children. I have three children. So okay. two, uh, two of my children are in college. Oh, okay. So my youngest is 16. But now my second husband who moved in has a 12-year-old. So oh, we are raising the 12-year-old as well as my 16-year-old still. And that involves both of my husbands raise both of those boys. And so they are one of the lucky ones who can say, we have two fathers. Instead of, I don't even have a father at home. Yeah. And for people like, you know, I don't have children. So for people who might have children and they're curious about this, like, did you have a conversation with them to explain your lifestyle or was it, did they have any, you know, difficulty understanding or was it just like, oh, that's cool. Okay. Whatever. It's it's very, very natural for children. Children understand love. Adults don't because we learn everything that goes against love in our culture. So when they saw that what we were doing, they were so happy, A, because all their friends' parents are divorced. So, you know, it's like, well, uh, at least we're happy that you guys are together and you're adding these bonus parents. They can Mm -hmm. give us money. They can give us time. (laughs) You know, like we can ask more people for stuff. You know, they they had no thought of some form of maybe a a biblical morality like that. We're not, we, we don't raise our children that way. Got it. And so for the rest of your family, because you know how black families are, they nosy. <laughs> All right. How was that conversation with, you know, your parents or if you have siblings, like explaining this lifestyle to people who don't get it, don't want to get to get it? it was it uncomfortable? Have, or you just like, this is it? Yeah, I have a funny story about that. My second husband who lives here, his parents are Jehovah's Witness. So I had to explain this to them. So what I did was invited them over to do some Jehovah's Witness meetings with me. And we went through the Bible for several weeks. And I was explaining the whole time how my process works. I introduced them to my husband 
And I asked them, is this a part of something you can believe in? They said, no. But I said, that's okay. <laughs> I just wanted you to see me, to know me, to know that I'm interested in what you deliver. And I was just sharing what we deliver and who we are. Yeah. And it was really fun. I mean, they really embrace it from afar. They're not like, yes, we agree, but they don't, they don't go against it. Like we all went on a family cruise with their entire family, cousins, uncles, aunties, and it was great. That's you know, I'm, this is so amazing to me, like, because I personally don't, if I do know someone who's polyamorous, they aren't open about it. Um, so I don't, cause I would be all up in their business too. Cause I'm just so inquisitive <laughs> about it. And I just love people who are able to find lifestyles that work for them, whether it's the norm or not, like, this is how we choose to live and it works. Yeah. It works. So I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, naturally, I know you get this question a lot. Does jealousy ever play a part? Was this something that you had to work through when you first started? Because that is where immediately my mind goes. Um, it's like, okay, you want to do this? I, I might be able to baby step it with you. Okay. But then the thought of someone else being with my person would make me jealous. And I think the language I'm even saying there is I'm saying it my person, right? Um, But it's just like, did you have to deal with that at all? Was that something you worked through? Oh my gosh, yes. So we are born and raised in a culture that breeds us into insecurity, which is the anxiety issues we all have and the depression and everything. We are pitted against each other from day one, against Mm -hmm. our sister and our brother for grades. Jealous of this person because they get the, you know, it's just a cultural thing, the competition and the jealousy. So I was a person in my marriage who did not want my husband to, help another woman with her groceries to look Mm. at another woman. Do not hug another. That's how I was. But this whole entire journey has supported me in addressing that issue. That's not something that I want to keep within me. It's something that I would like to unlearn. So this polyamorous path has supported me in unlearning some of those behaviors and even becoming friends with jealousy. Mm -hmm. So me and my husband run an entire online love Academy. We have 5,000 students and we have 5,000 classes that teach these types of skills that we had to learn. But the biggest thing I learned about jealousy is that it's my friend. It's telling me what I want when I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. I was jealous of my husband because he did something last week and it was because I want it to do that. I wanted to go be free of the children for two weeks. Like, he yeah. so that's what jealousy means for me. Now it means I want something. Oh, find out what it is and get it. <laughs> I love it. So have you, do you like, how do you work through? Like if both of your partners need you at the same time, is there like going back? I, I don't want to say the word hierarchy, but that word that, you know, I have to give priority to this partner first. And once we're satisfied, then I can help you meet your needs. Or is it just 24 seven? You, you're talking to them as if they're little babies. They need to be. I know. Start. I mean, what do they, what could they possibly need at the same time that an adult? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to say this. What if they both want to have sex with you at the same time? So do you. Do, no, the, no, it's not. We have two totally different sexual. It's styles. two sex different sex lives yeah we're not like oh they're they're not both like at my door like puppies can you give me some sex they all have lots of partners my husband has so many partners you can't even name them okay (laughs) my first husband he's so tall and handsome and beautiful and kingly and powerful and present with women 
he he had four women move to this city to be with him. So they're wow. Orbits, yeah, their orbits around this family. They live in houses. They're my friends, my sisters. They help me with my children. They they are beautiful women. And so he he's never going to be at a point where he's like, I want time with you. He has, and I guess that's the part too, because it's like you know. I did put out there um, asking my audience, like, if you have questions. So, um, because I think that is the hardest part for people to understand. And so it's not just you having multiple partners. Like, they also have multiple partners. So it's never this. (laughs) Oh, that would be terrible. That would be like nursing babies. I don't want no men to myself. Don't give me no men to myself. I have myself to myself. (laughs) Yes. They have to have other outlets. Yeah, I think that's just part of the deprogramming because in your mind, it's still just like you and one, it's you and one person. It's you and one person. And I think that is, because that was probably the question I got asked the most is like, how do you deal with competing times? And to your point, I don't have to. (laughs) I don't have to at all. We all get our needs met individually. And when we can meet each other's needs, it's great. Love it. All right. So you and your husband, you guys run the Progressive Love Academy. Yes. What if it's someone listening to this and they're like, you know what? I'm curious about this. You mentioned earlier, you only work with married couples. You have to be married to be a student at your academy. No, the academy is one area of what we do. And we've run the academy for 15 years. We've written 14 books that go along with the coursework there. Over here is my coaching. Okay. So these are two separate businesses. The coaching, I can't work with couples not married 10 years or more because of my level of experience in being married. So I work with people who are most like us. Gotcha. They want their family. They want their kids. They want their empire. They don't want to throw it away based on what we've done with our genitals. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Which is to us, to, to my ideal client, it would be ridiculous to throw away a marriage based on what someone wants with their genitals. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make sense. So that's my ideal client. But those in the academy are single. They're young. They're in their okay, 20s, okay. 30s, 40s. They, they trying to get in and, and, and learn this <laughs> stuff before they get married. They're learning communication skills. They're learning life skills. They're learning manifestation skills. You have to know so much to be poly. You can't just be poly. You have to understand what is femininity, what is masculinity, what is androgyny, what is my role in a relationship, how do I heal my partner, how do I have a tough conversation with my partner, how do I withstand the challenges, because there will be challenges in every relationship, you know, how do you I, get through the rain? The That's more the- I listen to you, Kenya, I'm just like, it's just the, one of the biggest flaws of monogamy is poor communication, and everything you're sitting here saying is like, we're just teaching you how to communicate through your wants, your needs, the rough spots. <laughs> we have an entire communication system. It's up level. We teach our clients an entirely new way to communicate. You cannot even communicate like monogamy. Monogamy, you, you, you cannot share half of your brain with your partner ever. Mm. You always have a secret in monogamy because today you went to work and you got a little wet when you saw your your coworker. (laughs) You can never share it. I used to have dreams of my ex-boyfriend when I was monogamous, dreams of sex with my ex. I could never tell my husband. I I wasn't supposed to say I had an orgasm in my dreams with another man. So that's not a communication. Monogamy doesn't forward a communication that is open and authentic. 
So when people come to the academy, that's what they're learning, how to have those types of conversations in grace and without causing an argument. And so at your have you yourself with your students made romantic connections? Because I feel like that would be <laughs> the perfect place to meet someone. If you really only date people who have gone through these trainings, we have a men's group called the peaceful warriors. It's a hundred <laughs> men who are free, who are open, who are ready to go. I mean, they are beautiful men who know how to communicate, who know how to be expressive, who, who are accepting. Girl, please. And then we have our women's group called the Blue Butterfly Women. These are like <laughs> fraternities and sororities. They're fun. And that's what we do online. We have nine private groups on Facebook for these groups. Wow. So before I'm going to say pre-COVID world, um, did you do in-person meetups? Um, oh, we have one every year. The next one's happening August 28th through 30th here in Asheville. We do it every year. So we're doing it this year through COVID. We don't care. We that's how much we love mask to up. <laughs> mask up. We're gonna have on lace masks, you know. <laughs> Make it sexy out here. <laughs> so okay, so what does like if if someone signs up, what is the initial is it kind of I know you say you have two separate businesses, the consulting and the the academy. Mm-hmm. So is the academy kind of online courses. Um, Zoom meetings, and is there like a schedule, like a 12-week program, or is this weekly for someone who's interested? We have six yearly programs. So I mentioned the Butterfly Women, the Peaceful Warriors. We have a moon manifestation, a sun manifestation, a gay men's, of LGBT. I mean, we have, it's like we are building an entirely new world right underneath this one, right over top of this one. And it's been so long that we all know each other. We've had marriages come out of this community. Oh, wow. Dozens of marriages. Just people hanging out and realizing we can do it better. We can do it different. We're creative enough to create a planet that we like and a love style that we enjoy. Yeah, I, I, I think that's because I, when I listen <laughs> and I, I'm intrigued, I don't think I'm at the point where I can do that. I'm also not in a monogamous relationship right now either. So let's say that. Well, in the academy, one moment before you say that, these people are not polyamorous. Nobody comes to us polyamorous. They're coming to learn relationship skills for sexual exclusivity, for just relating with their parents, with their kids. That's what I was just going to get to. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, you have to be poly to be here. We're just saying we are open to the concept of poly as well as all the other relationship styles. Got it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I didn't want someone listening like, oh, I like the information she's saying, but I'm not interested in that lifestyle. So I'm not going to sign up. But yeah, what I also love on your Instagram page, you have your poly fuckery moments. Can you share? Because, you know, right now we've, I feel like you've sold it. It sounds amazing. I'm ready to dive head in. Can you share a moment where you kind of were second guessing this lifestyle or it was like, this was, this was a little sticky. I don't know how I got out of, like, how I'm going to get out of this. Oh, absolutely. It was within the first three years Um, Just number one, realizing that I would never be able to have my husband's penis in my purse anymore and say it's mine. That felt a power. I felt a certain Mm. sense of power to say what you cannot do. Mm. It it made me feel like I did own him. And and it it gave me a sense of 
self. And, and once I realized that, oh my gosh, this was giving me a sense of self, like of self-worth, like because I'm married and because I can tell my husband he can't do such and so that gives me power. That's a weak way to get power. That's what I realized. Mm. But that was hard to give up. You understand? Another thing that almost thwarted me was, you know, me and my husband are the godfathers and godmother of polyamory in the black community. When we first started, we got nailed to the cross. I could only imagine. Millions, <laughs> like if you would have put this video up in 2007, millions of comments, whole horse, blood, y'all have done it, Bible, that is everybody. But now you put this video up and everybody says, oh, that's interesting. So we have opened that door. Mm. But that was a hard door to open. I felt so, sometimes I just felt mm. so much hatred. And I'm like, how are you hating on me? Hate on the marriage system that 55% of the people are divorced. Hate on the marriage system where 83% of African-American kids are fatherless. Hate on that. My kids are not fatherless. We're not divorced. We're not (laughs) sexless. You understand? We're getting younger every year. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I didn't understand it for so long. I was naive. And I, I, I do, I do think to some degree, and this is, I've mentioned this in other episodes about other topics, because, you know, I try to foster a sex positive environment on this podcast. And I do feel like, um, this is a generalization, but I do feel like black people are highly religious and for certain things that buck against what their Bible told them or what Jesus said, then you're going to hell you you teaching your children bad things. It's always this judgment passed on because you're going against your their religious beliefs. Right. And so I think I could only imagine some of the backlash that you received in your earlier years. And I'm I'm sure it's some still is there, but the praise is starting to outweigh that negativity. Right, which yeah. is why I'm so happy you saw that viral image. I was shocked because this is just my normal life now, and people are like, "Oh, this is so cool." I'm like. I've been doing this since 2005. Like, <laughs> like I have, you can scroll down my Instagram to the day Instagram started. That's when I have receipts. You do so have is, the receipts. It's not sensational for me or sensational. It's like so fun and so natural now. So it's all good. <laughs> and I think what I liked about you, because I did have someone else pinpointed that I was thinking about, but then when I was doing my research, I think what I did like was when I saw the longevity there it wasn't like somebody was a flash in the pan. Oh, this is trendy. Let me, I'm like, this is truly your lifestyle. And it has been for quite some time. So that is uh, why I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot Miss Kenya an email and hopefully she says yes. <laughs> yes to everything because I love sharing education around relationships. It is my absolute passion. So no problem. So- yeah. Look, so what is next for you? Like, what is, you know, for your business, for your relationships? Like, what do you think is next for you? As you know, it's so much interest in this topic right now, as you said. Mm-hmm. What do you, what is your like biggest dream right now? Um, my biggest dream right now is really to just expand the academy and have it such that, you know, my daughter's going to start coaching. I'm taking her through college at my own university. That feels good to me. Um, I am, um, I have more clients than I can handle. So always training more love coaches. I just want an army of love coaches to bring this energy into the world. That's what I'm working on. Awesome. All right. So before we wrap up and go into the breakdown, I do have to circle back 
and ask about the sugar daddy. How does the sugar daddy fit in here? Because I'm boyfriend. My part, I have so many boyfriends, as I said. My sugar daddy is an amazing, brilliant, brilliant man. He works at NOAA. He works for the National Weather Association mm-hmm. Scientists. Like, I love talking to people who can take me on these mental, wonderful journeys and teach me things I've never learned. I just love going to dinner with him. I love being pampered by him. I think every woman needs a sugar daddy. So here at the Academy, <laughs> we have four or five areas that every woman and man need. We call them the choice paradigm. Your womb choice. Okay. That's your root chakra. You need to have that sexual fulfillment. That guy who's like, you can't get enough. You're, oh my God, I gotta get, you're going crazy. That's, we call that a womb choice. Then there's your support choice, which is more like a heart chakra connection, where this is like your best friend. Some people call this your gay best friend, or (laughs) a lot of times this is what a husband is. Mm. He's a friend, uh, like a roommate that you live with. Uh, then you need to have a crown choice. That person who really is, you all are deep spiritual. Oh, we knew each other in the past lifetime. (laughs) And then we, so we have all of these choices. They're outlined in our coming book. And really when women have all these in place, they're no longer a B-I-T-C-H. Because you cannot be a B-I-T-C-H and raise no kids. You cannot be a B-I-T-C-H and be a wife. You can't be a B-I-T-C-H and take good care of yourself. I was like, speak on that. Yeah. when I had all these areas filled and I wrote this, this program called the choice paradigm and I started to fill in my areas, even if the man was not sexual, you don't have to be sexual. If you're monogamous, you can still have those areas filled up, filling with women, mm-hmm. but you have got to have the areas of your life and your personal cup full to oh. show up in your fullness for anyone. I love it. And I can, I know I'm not alone here because I have said this where I'm texting friends and I'm like, oh my God, if I could take his sensuality and stamina and put it with his, like mixing these men together to make the perfect person, which is not going to work. This is, this might be the solution. (laughs) I mean, they don't have to be in one body, but they are in one body of, of energy, your field. And that is beautiful. You can have it. Yeah, I'm I'm inspired, Kenya. <laughs> All right, so I want to move into the breakdown, and this is where I'm going to say one word, and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Marriage. Freedom. Ooh, look at the face. Monogamy. <laughs> Infancy. Sex. Joy. Bliss. (laughs) Commitment. Not without freedom. (laughs) Communication. Authentic. I think that's a good one. Husband number one. (laughs) Power. Love it. Teaching. Passion. And last one, husband number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my sweetie. He's my oh. sweetie. He's younger. I love younger men. <laughs> How much younger? He's uh eight years younger. Okay. It's not a lot. Yeah. All right, Kenya. If you can tell everyone where they can find you on social media, you can uh, give the website for your love academy. 
your book, anything you want to plug right now, just let me know. <laughs> yes. Um, you can find us on progressiveloveacademy.com. Also progressive love Academy on Instagram. You need to get the up level communication book. It's available on Amazon and you can't see it in the light, but it's up level communication. And you'll see all of that when you go and find me online. I have everything sort of neat. You can always click my profile links and everything is neat. If you want coaching with me, even just communication coaching, forget about polyamory. We're not ready. <laughs> Get the communication coaching. Or if you're single, ready to mingle, and you're young and you're not been married yet, or you know, whatever, join the academy. That's for that type of energy. Awesome. So Kenya, this was amazing. Thank you so, so much uh, for sharing your talents and your time with us. And I, I'm, I really do hope that some of my listeners are intrigued and want to do more work on themselves. That's beautiful. Thank you for having the courage to present such a woman. And I really <laughs> appreciate the work that you do as well. Keep on keeping on, sis. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I really, really hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned something new. I hope it opened your eyes to new lifestyles and possibilities if that's something you want to explore. I know myself, as I stated in the episode, that I have always just been monogamous. I don't know if uh, being in a poly uh, lifestyle is for me, but the way it was presented here, I definitely want to dig more and talk to more people who are in a poly lifestyle. So if you're out there and you listen and you're a poly, please send me feedback after you listen to this episode. I literally would love to know what you thought. I would love to know your story. If you're willing to share, I would love to have you on. But like I said, I really, really enjoy people who can find, um, a way to embrace non-traditional lifestyles that work for them. And I know someone listening to this is going to be like, back in the day, our ancestors, that may be true, but I'm talking about current society. Um, the norm that we do, uh, you know, the normal lifestyle is monogamous. So what I also love so much was that Kenya is a black woman who owns having two husbands. And like I said, you always see some <laughs> picture on Twitter or some other image where it's usually men who have, you know, multiple partners and you never hear about a woman owning that power. So that is why I loved it and was so thankful that Miss Kenya Stevens agreed to come on the podcast. So be sure to follow her on Instagram if you're curious. All of the links to uh, her social media and to her website are in the show notes and over on thebooniebreakdown.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcast on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. You just might hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. And thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Ho, my stay. Until next time.